Welcome to Mind Gap Podcast. It's me, Doug. If you'd like to check out our podcast episodes live, head on over to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash lowercase c slash mindgappodcast for the live stream there. We'd love to interact with you during the show. While you're there, it would mean the world to us if you would hit the like and subscribe button. This little act helps us grow and we'd appreciate your contribution. If you're still in the giving mood, head over to wherever you're listening to this podcast and give it a rating and a review. If you like a particular episode, video, or bit, share it around with your friends. Who knows? You may help another mind gapper find their way into our loving embrace. You can also support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash mindgappodcast. Your subscription will give you access to early content, exclusive videos, special Discord privileges, and more. All right, that's enough for me. On with the show. Mind Gap Podcast. Welcome to Mind Gap Podcast. I'm Doug. I'm Justin. And I am firing on all cylinders <laughs> for this episode. Be a show for the record book tonight. Boy, oh boy, is this oh, going to be man. a good one. Let me tell you. I tell you, you what. I tell you what. If there's anything I would do. I would lick the pole. And you know That's it. Right. You know that it's true. There's a little poem for you. Um, <laughs> yeah. If there's, for all the, uh, the Mind Gap historians out there, this is one to mark down in the annals of our history. Mm-hmm. For sure. For sure. It's 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 true. It's a fact. It's a thing. Um, yeah, I had a little bit of trouble. Uh, I lost track of time and uh, had to come running to get everything set up really fast. So I'm a little flustered right now. And uh, yeah, we're, we're on. We're going to get on track, though. We're going to track. Thinking, speaking of being flustered and being sweaty, I have a fun wait story. So Please. Thanksgiving. Leading up to Thanksgiving... I was eating like a goblin. I was not doing well. I was digging right. into sweets. I, the old the old Doug came back where it's like, well, we made this. We can't throw it out. I mean, that'd be wasteful. You made this whole pie. Like, I mean, that would be really awful if you threw it out, you know? And we should make more things so when we go see our in-laws, they have lots of good stuff, too. And yeah. while you're there, I mean, you, got, you know what's good, so you got to try it. You got to eat it. So, you know... You got to do that kind of stuff. And uh, so here's what I made uh, for. Okay, I I guess what I made for our Thanksgiving, I made, I brined and smoked a turkey. I, which was delicious. It was amazing. Looked delicious. It was so good. I was like, this is, this is what I've been missing all this time is people don't know how to make a turkey because they just throw it in an oven and let it sit there. And it just right. dries the fuck out, and it's gross. It's terrible. And you're just like, I need to dunk this in something. Blue cheese, you got it. Great. Dunk, dunk, dunk. You know. Yeah. So I made the turkey. I made dad mac. It was just macaroni and cheese with uh, pecan smoked bacon, and then uh, yes. I made a strawberry chocolate cake, which was. Did you, did you smoke the bacon yourself? I did not. Okay. I bought so that I from the store. But, but pecan smoke stuff is my new favorite thing. Like you wouldn't imagine it, but it's phenomenal. I'm like, okay, okay, this is this is the shit. I made a chocolate strawberry cake, which was I gave half of it to my neighbors. I was yep. like, yep, you guys are getting all this because this is dangerous. This is it's dangerous in my tum tum. 
This is not good. Uh, and then I made some... Fuck- no, I made artisan bread for us to, 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 to chomp on and, uh, and some broccoli. There you <laughs> to, go. To even it out. Green in there, yeah. Right? We got some green in there. We got some green. So that was our Thanksgiving. And then I made focaccia. I smoked some cheddar cheese. Uh, I made caramel brownies. I made smoked streusel pumpkin pie. And there was a fifth thing. What was the fifth thing? Oh, yeah, an apple bread. Ooh, okay. And I brought all those up to my sister-in-law's. You're, and living, you're living, by the way, the smoker right now. I tell you. I tell you what. Um, and uh, I was like, listen, uh, this is a giant block of cheddar cheese that was smoked. I mean, it came from Costco, so you know it's massive. I was like, I don't give a fuck if nobody eats this because I'm going to fucking eat this right now. I probably ate about a third of it. Because <laughs> that's the best thing about the holidays for me is like the snacking, you know? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I'm not sure if it's I'm, I'm I'm making an assumption here. Is everyone like this where you have like assorted meats and cheeses and crackers just out for people to, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. At least for us, yes. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. Yeah. So while while people are finishing up the stuff, I'm just like, you know, cutting up this. I brought apples to have smoked cheese with the apples, which is just like, oh my God. I'm just sitting there just being like, huh. This is good stuff, guys. I'm so happy to be here. Right. Y'all should get in on this. You don't want this. I'm going to eat it. I was just going to town on it, and I just I ate like a monster. And so when I weighed myself, the Monday after, so we went up on Saturday, came back home on Sunday, and then on Monday, I weighed myself. I was 247. Okay. Uh, up from what? What was the base? Uh, I mean, I've been averaging around 238 to 240. Okay. And I so was just like... Yeah, I was I was bad. I was getting into treats and getting into sugar, and I was like, okay, regroup. <laughs> time to turn this around. And I was extremely <laughs> diligent, and I have been ever since then. And each day, weight going down, weight going down, weight right. going down. Uh, yesterday, I weighed in at two thirty nine. So nice. in one week's time, I went from two forty seven to two thirty nine, and just brought it way back. And I'm like, ah, there we go. There we go. A little bit better, yeah. Did, yes. Could you notice the difference in that ten pounds physically? Um, I just think the way I felt, I knew, like I just knew yeah. deep down, I didn't feel good about the stuff I was making, eating. I knew I was making bad choices, and yeah. um, I kept telling myself, well, I mean, come on, it's th- I have so many excuses. It's Thanksgiving. You don't eat like this all the time, but that turned into all the time very quickly. <laughs> I was gonna say, I do subscribe to that school of thought. Mm-hmm. It's Thanksgiving. It's your birthday. I've got like three, three days. That I, it's my birthday is one where I don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. Thanksgiving and uh, Christmas. Yeah. Those are the three that I'll give myself and Arbor Day sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. Um, but, you know, outside of that and I guess Memorial Day and Labor Day because you got to bookend it. So mm-hmm. it's Arbor Day, Memorial Day, Labor Day, my birthday, Thanksgiving and Christmas mm-hmm. and Valentine's Day because sometimes we go out. So nice. it's just those. I think we're up to is that eight days now? Yes, those yeah. eight days. And, well, if you're going to go out drinking on St. Patrick's Day, also St. Patrick's Day. So, And your birthday is a celebration. I mm-hmm. like your birthday. So mm-hmm. we're, we'll round it, say, an even 10 days. Uh, and then, well, then there's April, all of April. Um, I need to eat better, Doug. Justin? Yeah. How dare you forget Washington's birthday? birthday. Washington's birthday. You don't go hard on Washington's birthday? I go hard on President's Day. You know what? Better answer. 
All yeah. of them. Celebrate all of them. Not just Washington. You gotta go all of them. All in. The good, the bad, whatever. Yeah, you know, you gotta go thing. all in. You gotta I'm celebrate it. To yeah. I get it. Uh, I no, respect I it. I usually give myself about three days, but it's when I do when I do crack that egg open, it is kinda hard. You know, it's it it starts to seep out into the other, you know, the surrounding the surrounding days or weeks. Yeah, and there's yeah. I'm sorry I just cut you off. Because no, I'm a dickhead. It. It's not easy. I'm a dickhead. Um I uh I I was I don't mind a day of going like just have fun today. My problem was it wasn't just a day. Right. It was basically a week. Right. And yeah, I uh I, I kept telling myself, whatever you weigh, you're gonna deserve this and you know it. You know this is true. You know this is true. I waited, I was like, I can't be mad because right. I did go all out. I and, had my fun, yeah. Because I was just eating a lot of garbage, and I felt it in my body. Like I just felt, I felt gross. I didn't well, that's feel. That's what I was wondering. Right. Could you feel it? Like, did you? When I said, did you notice it? Not mm-hmm. did you physically, yeah. visually notice it? But did you? Could you feel yourself? Just like was it? Were your breathing change, or was it harder to bend an entire shoe, or nothing like that? But I just think, like, I could tell that I'd been filling my my body with a lot of sugar. Just a lot of sugar. I wasn't eating a lot of any veggies, you know, very few fruits and things like that. Although I did have the apples with the cheese. That's how I justified it at the time. See? And you apple know? bread. Come on. Right? Apple bread is totally good. Strawberry in that strawberry chocolate pie. Mm-hmm. It's totally good. So um, just pumpkin in the pumpkin pie, you know, uh, which, by the way, that streusel pumpkin pie is fucking amazing. Fucking yeah. amazing. So it's the best pumpkin pie I've ever made. Easily. Awesome. I made them in the past. I'm like, I fucked something up in there because that's just okay. I don't feel like making it again, but then I saw this recipe and I tried it. And I was like, "Okay, oh boy, um, yeah." So, as as now, I'm like, as we're heading into Christmas break, yeah. I'm gonna have two weeks off, and in that, we literally talked tonight about what we're gonna have for Christmas dinner. I'm like, and we're gonna go right back at it again. <laughs> <laughs> so you're just gonna let it go. I love I'm just it. like, fuck, because and then also. Last year we made Christmas cookies with Natalie, and she had a fucking blast with that. And I was like, "Fuck, I'm gonna make Christmas cookies. That's good. Those are gonna be hanging around." And then it's like, uh, uh, and Natalie's like, "Can we make French toast casserole for like breakfast? Because there's this amazing yeah. French toast casserole with croissants and shit." And I'm just like, "It's so good." But I, I'm like, "Oh my god, there's gonna be that." Yeah. Um, you know, and all that. I was like, "Okay, I will give myself a day or two, but I, I can't do what I did again. I just can't right. can't come." You know. I mean, the good thing is that I, I will, I plan on working out the whole time. Like we're, mm-hmm. we're actually not going anywhere. So I'm just going to be, you know, not anymore. I'm not going anywhere. Uh, so uh, I'm just going to be, you know, making sure that I, I'm hitting the gym and doing what I'm doing. And yeah. I think what really also too is I, I, because of like just scheduling with work, I wasn't able to do my second walk during the day. I was able to get like my calorie goal, but I wasn't getting that extra, you know, 50, 55 minutes of walking, which I think yeah. really made a difference so anyway this was a doug cochran weight story i i have been uh struggling to get back on ever since i pulled my back a few Mm -hmm. month and a half ago or so i've been struggling to to get back on that routine it's amazing when you get off of the when you when you break that routine how quickly it can just dissolve and how tough it is to get it back so i've been spotty at best with my with my workouts and I feel like I'm just starting around the corner and getting back onto it. I had two really good workouts today and I was like, all right, we're going we're going back and going hard in the paint on this one. Nice. Uh, but I I will say that I have I have uh, given into the temptations. Uh, I I 
broke down and bought myself the uh, the Dean's French onion dip. Uh, 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 oh. And I was like, I thought of you with every fucking bite. I was like, the every good old bite. days. Yeah. The good old days. And I distinctly I remember that, like, you and I sitting down on your couch, cracking open a, a, a bowl of that and just watching a movie or something. And we just went to town on that. I was like. He's gone. Yeah, we finished it. That reminds yeah. dude, when I was younger, I would I would eat a, almost, I could eat a whole container of that in one sitting. Yeah. Easily. So, I don't know what it is, but it's so... And I, I fucking hate onions, like, but I'm just like... I'm just... Yeah. Oh, my God. Ugh. Something so pleasing about it. So, and, and while you're eating it, while I had this, this tub of it, I, I was eating it. I'm like, I don't care. This is great. This is delicious. And then when you get done, I'd sit down and like, you know, half hour later, I'd be like, yeah, it was a mistake. Huge mistake. Shouldn't have done that. <laughs> the worst thing is doing the math on like the serving sizes and the calories per serving. After the fact, you're like, it can't be that bad. And you're like, oh yeah. And you're like, oh fuck, that's for how much? Like, <laughs> you're like, yeah, you're doing the math. You're like, you're like, I don't want to do the math. I don't want to do the math. No, I don't want to multiply this. <laughs> Thank God I'm bad at math because I I can't do it. Yeah, yeah it's it's ugh. <laughs> it's amazing. That reminds me, I saw a hilarious TikTok today of uh, a guy calling Verizon. To, yeah. ar- to argue about his bill because you know he's, he's asking them to explain like break this down to me why this costs what it does yeah. so like well it costs 0.002 cents per kilowatt so if you take this times that and the guy goes no no it, no you're not converting it back to dollars you're, you're c- calculating that in cents the guy goes, yeah, it's $0.002. He goes, no, 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 no. You said .002 cents. They're like, yeah. He's like, do you think those two are the same? And he's like, yeah. I was like, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. And he just goes around and around with this guy, yeah. and then the guy gets his manager, and the manager goes, hi, how can I help you? He's like, okay. Do you believe there's a difference between $1 and $0.01? Cent? And she goes, Yes. He goes, okay, do you believe there's a difference between half a dollar and half a cent? She goes, yes. He goes, okay, do you believe there's a difference between $0.002 and .002 cents? And she goes, no. And he goes, oh, my God, I'm teaching math here. Like, <laughs> He's like, because she does the same thing. She goes, so if you take .002 times this, he goes, yes, that's not. And then you say the total is this. He's like, no. You have to convert it back to dollars. That's that's cents. And then what is that in dollars? She's like, that's it. He goes, no. <laughs> and this is real. This was not it's a, a real call. A real call. He's like, I can't believe I'm teaching math. And this lady at the end, she goes, listen, sir, I'm not a mathematician. He goes, it's not what about being a mathematician. It's use, units of measure are important. And you're skipping over this. Right. <laughs> I thought of you. I'm not a mathematician. Clearly. Yeah. This is a simple. <laughs> fucking hysterical. I love it. Because he wasn't rude or anything, but he was just, he was actually pretty calm as he was explaining yeah. it. He's like, and what's this? And what's that? And then he's just like, oh my God, I can't believe we're, we keep going around and around. And around. That's fucking absolutely beautiful. Because yeah. I feel I, at the same time, I do feel bad for the customer service rep that they called because they're not the ones setting the prices. They're not the ones billing them. They're not the. They're just. They're just a body on the phone. And like we've both been in that position. That <laughs> calls the worst, especially if you're not understanding something or there's a miscommunication and you're locked into one way and like your brain just can't shift. Like 
It's just the fucking worst. The worst is when you realize there's the problem, but you also know your manager's not going to fix it. Right. Because they're pieces of shit. Like, I've been there where I'm like, oh, no, we fucked up. And they're just like, shh. No. Yeah. Stick to the plan. Yeah. I'm like, but shh. Oh, deny, deny, deny. It's like, wow. So this is what I'm learning not to do when I'm in a position of power. Got it. Like, I got it. Um, I got to ask you a question about Thanksgiving, though. Yeah. Because we had this debate when we were over at my family's house. Are you... Do you like gravy first? Let's start yes, with love gravy. baseline. Okay. Love it. Do you like gravy on everything? Or is there specific things that gravy should be the it's the only thing gravy should touch? I think it depends. Um like obviously gravy on mac and cheese, nah, not really what I'm looking for. Uh gravy on mashed potatoes, obviously. Gravy on turkey, fine. Oh, so you're obviously mashed potatoes fine on turkey because mm-hmm. the big debate was butter should go on mashed potatoes gravy should go on turkey and you know nowhere betwixt shall they meet no it's both butter and gravy goes on i don't know how, i don't know how you make fucking mashed potatoes you don't put butter in there no no butter on the mash the butter for the mashed potatoes yes uh-huh and gravy on the turkey but not gravy on the mashed potatoes I just want to be clear here. In order to make the mashed potatoes, you do put butter in there, yes? Yeah. Are we? Is this? Are we having a point two cents thing? I'm just trying to. Fi- I just want to be clear. Like in yes, the process of making it, you you include butter and milk and you mash it all together. Correct. That is. That is. I, okay. I presume that's how. I don't make them for Thanksgiving. When I make them, that is how I make them. I'm cool. assuming that is how they're made. Cool. Yeah. All right. We're good there. We're square. And then after the fact, they put additional butter on top of yes. the. That's yes. Uh, yeah. I get that. I've never thought of doing that though. Like that's, oh, see, that's, that's in the moment. That's weird to me. But I also yeah. have baked potatoes. Where what do you do? You put butter on it and everything sure. else. So that makes sense. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. So butter only for mashed potatoes. But if you have a baked potato, do they put like sour cream and other stuff on it? They put cheese, they put bacon. I'll tell you that much. But do they put other stuff on it? That wasn't the that wasn't the debate. I don't know. That's not where we got it. Get them on the phone. I want to. I want to clear this up right now. I want to clear this up, up right, right now. now. Yeah. Get it. Put them on the podcast and say, "Do you put other stuff on your baked potato?" Okay, hold. <laughs> We're going to discuss the other elements with this before we move forward, and we'll get back right. to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I was. I don't like during Thanksgiving. Typically, if I I don't have gravy laying around, so typically mm-hmm. on my mashed potatoes, I will put an extra little little pat of butter on there, and and maybe a little bit of salt, and and zhuzh it up a little bit more. Um. But at Thanksgiving, I will just gravy over that side of the plate. Yeah. You know? And, that, and that's, that's fine. Like, and if it hits the, you know, again, I'm not the kind of person who needs all my, I don't need a, um, what's the word, uh, like a partitioned plate. Yeah. You know, some people are like, oh, my food can't touch. Ha ah. ha. Jill's kind of like that. Jill I, I, very much. Aunt, yeah, my aunt and my mom said is like that. And that's totally fine. I, I, I respect that. I don't have that. So if my stuff mixes on the plate, all the better. It just, it tastes, it's tasty. Um, that's a really great question. Yeah, go ahead. I would say that's a really great question about that. I, I, I would disagree about the mashed potatoes in my mind and the marketing and everything that I've seen, like mashed potatoes, like if you think mashed potatoes and gravy, like that is the you common people pouring the gravy over. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's a common thing. Make a little um, well, the mashed mm-hmm. potatoes, gravy yeah. goes in there. Yeah. Um, if mashed potatoes are made well, they don't need gravy. It's kind of like, you know, 
if you have good fries, they don't necessarily need ketchup. You know, sure. it's, it's, just, it's this is just an extra an added thing that you might want to put on it. Yeah, yeah. I've had plenty of uh, mashed potatoes. Where I'm like, give me all the fucking gravy because this has no flavor. This is the right. widest right. white person mashed potatoes I've ever had. This is sad. This is a sad yeah. moment. Um, but yeah, like that's that's interesting. I've never had the pat of butter on on yep. the mashed potatoes that's that's a new one for me yeah hmm. it is what it is you know yeah but it's interesting yeah i just i i couldn't understand when there was a line drawn in the sand and they said you know great gravy does not go on mashed potatoes i'm like no nah, i just i don't understand that that's categorically gravy, false gravy is is kind of acceptable not to be put directly on everything but gravy you know touching or mixing with anything on the thanksgiving plate in my mind is well, what's on your plate, Justin? What's on your Thanksgiving plate? You got like a green. I'll tell you what's weird. Thing. You got like a green bean casserole thing. Sometimes there's some cream corn on there. There's mac and cheese, um, stuffing, turkey, mashed potatoes. I would say pretty pretty standard. Stuffing, turkey, mashed potatoes, all good. Green bean casserole? No, no, maybe, maybe that's I'm not, weird. I'm not putting it on there, but like, if the gravy leaks over that mm-hmm. side, and I'm getting some yeah. of it in the, in the forkfuls. I'm not sure. Gonna like, yeah, I've had the same thing happen with like mac and cheese, like where it's, it sort of bleeds over and touches, and yeah. I'm like, oh no, an extra shot of salty goodness, you know? To I was gonna say it's savory, you know what? You but say? if you're intentionally like, yes, no, I'm not yes, toil, yeah. toil, boil, trouble, give me all the cholesterol, bubble, you know. <laughs> Bubble, got bubble, bubble. Um, yeah, because so, I remember my, my dad. We used to go to salad bars. I've never seen a plate piled so high. That guy got everything. Yeah, and he got his money's worth. Is what he did. Man, I tell you, um, it's he would just the giant plate he would have of stuff, and I used to be like, that's healthy because that was at the that was at the salad bar. And then when I think yep. back at it, I was like, oh no, <laughs> oh no. I don't see no lettuce. No, um, prime beef on a, a yeah. salad bar. I mean, it was just—it was all stuff like you know, um, heaping. It looked like it was um, the consistency of something like a potato salad or a cottage cheese, or you know, with dressing on it. You know, it, it looked like it was very heavy in, in the caloric caloric intake. Salad bar wasn't like you know a bunch of dry leaves with a couple things of tomatoes and shredded carrots and maybe a little bit of feta. You know, it was drought. It was this yeah. big plate. I'm like, fucking hell. And then he would have his meal because this is like one of the places in the Midwest where it's like, well, you can have the salad bar. It's included with the meal. Right. Go it's up there as much as you like. Yep. And then you have the meal. So my dad would get this heaping plate of God Stop. knows what. Right. Eat it and then have his entree. Right. This is where I learned. This is where I learned. And burgers and hot dogs and steak. all things. Yeah. Steak. Wolf Wolf says mac and cheese should go everywhere. I agree. And he also says I, he loves please. a good salad bar. Um, I don't. But, you know, salad bar is... I'll tell you what I like the salad bar for. Was for cottage cheese. Applesauce. That's it. That's good. No Croutons. You're not a pudding guy? Oh, right. Well, it depended because sometimes I got misled on the pudding. I'm like, ooh, pudding. It's like, yeah, it's banana pudding. I'm like, I don't want banana pudding. Jello. Like- Wolf's right. Jello. Jello. Yes. Jello. I don't get pudding unless it's chocolate. That's I fair. Eat, I won't eat a beige or vanilla looking pudding. Because you don't know. Is it, is it vanilla? Know. Is it banana? 
If it's got bubbles, it's tapioca. So that's good. You know that's good. But then you're like, eh, I don't know. It's, it could be. It could be. It's 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 a risk. It's a, is it lemon? Oh, lemon. Uh, but see, at what point does it become yogurt? <laughs> like lemon. Is there lemon jello really? I've had lemon yogurt. Stand by. Stand by for confirmation. I am. I am. I would say by a, by a general rule, I am a strict chocolate pudding guy. Goddamn right. There's lemon pudding. Right. Where the fuck do you think you live? What universe are you living in where you don't think there's lemon goddamn pudding, Justin? Oh man, this looks really good. I fucking love lemon desserts. What's up? I do like lemon desserts too. Oh man, give me a lemon bar. Oh, I'll eat the shit out of that, man. Oh my god. I like a lemon sorbet. But like, yeah, man, you tell me there's a lemon cake? Oh my god. Oh god, yeah. Give it to me, baby. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, I'm going to puff. You know? <laughs> oh, that's what my stomach says. You know? Give me it! Yeah. Give it here! Doug, Doug's already starting to fall back off the wagon, just mentally right now. He's like, yeah. mm, I'm going to eat all the things. Yeah. Yeah, it was It was, It was. was not good. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah. Hey, gang, right. do me a solid real quick. If you're watching this, hit the like button. If you feel so kind, inclined, hit the subscribe button too while you're at it. It means a lot to us. Also, don't forget to check us out on our social medias at MindGap Podcast. We live stream the podcast uh, Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Central on the dot every week. Never late, ever. Um, and you can come and interact with us live don't like Mr. It. Wolf's Blood and Mr. Mrs. Zenny. Um, and you, I also host a video game live stream on Saturdays at 8 p.m. Central. I played uh, some Ultimate uh, Chicken Horse. Um. Uh. Last last Saturday, and yeah. I made a bold declaration that with my new gaming controller, I was going to win. And I did that. Nope, I did about the same. <laughs> did about the same. That game will beat the life out of you for sure. Yeah. As you uh, as you all build your your level from hell and try to survive it. And uh, there was these moments I'm like, all right, this is what we play for. And then I'm, boo, and just you know, I'm like cool. Nice. Way to go, Doug. Way to go. Or I just get, I feel like such an old man. I'll be like, which character's mine? Because there's like four people jumping around. And you're like, I don't know. I thought I jumped. But I realized I was looking at the wrong character. That wasn't me. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Wolf says, who needs a sweat lodge when you have ultimate chicken horse? Yeah. It was, it was fun. I had a good time. We had a really good Flop time. sweat inducing. Yeah. This, uh, this Friday, we're going to be doing uh, a, a live stream of Overwatch 2. We're going to be uh, celebrating the season two launch that actually launched today that we're as of today, which we're recording. So there's a brand new tank character and, um, you know, there's been some buffs and some tweaks to some of the characters. So we're going to be uh, fucking around and figuring out that stuff. So check that out Friday night, 8 p.m. Central. Come hang out with us. And if you want to check out the link in the description down below to join our discord, be part of the cool, cool peepees that are the mind gap community. And then uh, check out patreon.com slash mindgappodcast and our merch at redbubble.com. So all the links in the description down below. Bing, bang, boom. That's it. So, Justin. Yes, Douglas. Corporate greed. How do you feel about it? Nothing. Nothing gets me more excited. Nothing gets the blood flowing. Nothing Nothing will get the the beats per minute going in your heart when you go to work out. You're just so full of rage. You're just like... (laughs) 
when I think about corporate greed. Because yeah. my man, my metabolism shoots to the fucking roof. The fucking roof. Yeah. Um, what are you talking about specifically, though, Doug? We're talking about Bank of America, which is, let's face it, founding father of America. <laughs> the founding bank. Of it is the America. founding bank. It is Bank yeah. of America. Yeah. I mean, America's bank. That's right. It is. Um, so actually it's not necessarily bank. Well, it kind of is, but it's mostly Hasbro. Right. Um, America is the one who is shunning the corporate greed. They're mad. Yeah, actually. Right. Yeah. They're just kind of like, Hey, you're doing bad. We invested shame, in shame. you. I know your name. Yeah. Um, so Hasbro is the owner of the, uh, property, the card game known as magic, the gathering, mm-hmm. uh, which is also associated with wizards of the coast. And, I have briefly dabbled in this game digitally through some, uh, like they released a game years ago that I bought on sale and I enjoyed it. But I'm not a deck building guy. I don't enjoy deck building games. I just, I don't, I don't, trying to come up with a strategy and I don't like the idea of having to like find or, the way that, if you're not familiar with these kinds of games, essentially like the, the physical copies are, you get different. You get certain cards, and you use them to essentially like duel other people to see if you can beat them. That's sort of like the, the overall premise. And depending on what kind of cards you have, um, you can have developed different strategies. Like you can have some cards that maybe like you have. You basically summon monsters and creatures to to fight to protect you and attack your enemies. Maybe you want to go big and, and like really save up and get like big heavy hitting creatures. So you kind of move a little bit slower in the game to be like do devastating stuff. Or maybe you're like, I'm just going to summon a bunch of cheap creatures. They're not going to do much, but I'm going to summon a lot of them so you can't attack me and they will just slowly needle you to death. Yeah. You know, and there's there's a whole bunch of different ways to play. But a lot of it is kind of randomized on what kind of cards you get because you go and buy these different packs so that's where sort of like the monetization comes in. You buy the packs and sometimes you get duplicates. Sometimes you get rare cards and things like that. So there's a bit of an economy there where some cards are more valuable than others. And some of them are pretty common. And it's just like kind of going and buying these and building your decks and building different things. There's competitions. It's it's a very strong, thriving community that's existed for a while. And, you know, fans are very proud of it. They they, they love to play it. And it's it's been pretty interesting. So recently, um, what's happened is that Hasbro has, I think in the past year, if I remember this correctly, has been releasing new content every single week. So the way that this works is they will release brand new cards and they will basically be like, these are available to buy. And the problem with that is it's diluting the content it's it's flooding the market with stuff and in this economy in this economy it's hard to go and continuously buy the stuff every week imagine imagine having something that you enjoy but every week there was something new right i mean that you had to buy yes it's not like like we're exhausted enough trying to keep up with marvel you know we don't have to buy that it doesn't come out every week like if this was purchased only every single week, that would be exhausting. And not only exhausting, but yeah, very draining from a monetary standpoint. Yeah. So you're asking your fans to basically be like, yeah, hey, come support us or whatever. Hey, we got this new thing, got this new thing, got this new thing. I'm thinking of like video games and how they have downloadable content or DLC. And imagine if it's like, oh, yeah, every week there's a new DLC. And you're like, right. God damn it, man. I don't want to. 
I don't want to fucking buy this every week to to play this game to potentially get what I want. And so so also this is stressful on the local uh game shops that also will buy this content from Hasbro essentially to market, right? exactly to basically be like we'll buy it wholesale and then we'll sell it locally. So you're buying this stuff, you're filling your shelves and then like next week they're like we got new stuff. And so they're like, oh, I don't have space for it. So they, if they, whatever they don't sell, they have to offload at a discount to make room for the new stuff. And then before you know it, you just have this, you're losing money because you're not getting, you know, what you need out of it. And then additionally, Hasbro opened up their own, uh, their own sort of a digital area where you can buy directly from them for the packs that you want, which is effectively cutting out the gaming, um, the local game shops anyway. Right. So you have this, for a year, they've just been flooding the market with this stuff, and the games, the gamers are just like, God damn it, this is exhausting. I don't want to do this. You know, it's there's, there's frustration building. Well, then Hasbro did one of the, arguably, one of the dumbest things, which is they released a 30th anniversary pack. Mm-hmm. That they valued at one thousand dollars. Yeah. For how many cards there, Doug? Uh, what was it? Was it uh, 15. fifteen? Fifteen. Fifteen cards. Fifteen cards. Yes. Yeah. So these <laughs> these cards contained some of the rarest cards ever created. Some of these cards are no longer in print. List card. Yes. Cards. Yeah. And some of these are no longer in print. And I, I. Just need you to understand that some of these cards are worth tens of thousands of dollars because that's how rare they are. The Black Lotus card that's featured in the article right here from mtgrocks.com, that is one of the most valuable cards out there. I want to see right now if I can find what is a Black Lotus magic card worth. Uh, Anywhere between $5,000 and $50,000. That's crazy crazy that's 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 current value of that so within this one thousand dollar pack are included cards like the black lotus which economically which also just tickles my fancy um means that you are devaluing that card because you are adding it to the market because there's a scarcity there's a finite amount and now these cards are existing and on top of that these cards are not officially allowed to be played in tournaments they're designated as this like collector's items right so you've got this card that's useless if you're playing the game Mm -hmm. and or trying to competitively play the game maybe it held immense resale value but now these cards that were you were promised would they're done printing them now they're being reprinted and sold again more on the market driving your price down and per this article it's it's causing people to have to liquidate their their stock of this like people are just like let's sell this as quick as we can so we can just make whatever money we're able to make and it's just completely crashing this little ecosystem yes and and, and players are starting to switch to other games like they're looking good like, i can't do this and it seems yeah. like according to this article that hasbro um it's just like pushing full steam ahead into 2023 with they're, they're going to have new products 
They're hoping to appeal to a broader audience, but they're releasing the Universes Beyond set, the Lord of the Rings Tales of Middle-Earth set, additionally a Doctor Who crossover Commander set, and alongside being geared as collectibles, these new products are designed to appeal to a wider audience, so hoping to increase the brand's reach. So... They're just like keep flooding the market with these new packs, and, and by the way, the pack that's worth that's cost a thousand the thirtieth anniversary one. Normally, those packs range. I think it was like one to four dollars, and and the fans band together that said, "Do not buy this. If yeah. you buy this, you are basically you're killing this game because yeah. you are proving to them that this is something that they should do." Right. And I don't think it was taken down. It was not up for very long. I don't think it was very successful. Good, but yeah. I've I've never seen I haven't seen something like this where the creators are just so straightforward <sighs> trying to capitalize and make money and just actively killing what they've created. Well, it it makes me wonder, and I didn't I don't think this was mentioned in the article, and you know I don't know if it it's I, maybe it's public record somewhere, but like it makes me wonder was there some sort of a change in the leadership of the company? Because it just seems like out of where, like, you, you've gone for so many years. Like, this, this game is not new. Like, this has been around. It's been established. People have grown to love it. You've built this relationship with your fan base. And then kind of out of what seemingly looks like out of nowhere, you're just, it looks like you're actively trying to tank your own company. It yeah. just doesn't make sense. If, if the leadership has stayed consistent, it, it, that does not make any sense to me. This feels very much like when um, Bob Chapek took over at Disney mm -hmm. from Bob Iger. Like, Iger spent years, like, killing it at Disney, just making it fucking as best as it could be, helping Feige, you know, mold Marvel and do these things at the, at the parks and making partnerships and this and that. And then Chapek comes in and he's just like, yeah, bend over. We're going to go in raw dog. No loot. Let's, let's monetize this even more because people will pay for it. You know? Right, and he just started really tanking that brand, and now he's the fuck out, and Iger's back in, and you know he's got a big job to to salvage that. But this feels like a leadership change to me. Well, I think part of this is that you know Magic the Gathering has been purchased and repurchased, and like it's it's become part of a conglomerate, you know, sort of situation where the only reason why something like someone like Hasbro would buy this would be to squeeze money out of it. It's just like why Amazon. Yeah. bought twitch or does any of the things that it does mgm yeah right like it's 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 buying this stuff up because it wants the properties or it wants to use the brand to make more money and yeah. we've you've seen it with video game like indie video game studios who get purchased by like these monsters these monoliths and then all of a sudden things just go to shit yeah. fast because they're like mm -hmm. pump these games out you know we're not going to take the time or whatever we're just we're here to make money and there's nothing wrong with monetizing this game at all. I mean, no. I think like, it's look, fine. If can can use this and make more money off it, then that's, I mean, that is the name of their game. That's mm -hmm. the name of what they're doing with, with capitalism and corporate, you know, yeah. structure. That's, that's, that's what this is. You've got a product that has demand and people enjoy it. Right. But, uh, I mean, Dungeons & Dragons is no different. They continually release new source books, new adventures. Um, it's not all the time it takes time to build the stuff out and, and test it and things like that but they're keeping the content fresh 
but keeping stuff exciting but you got to pay for that stuff you got to pay for the source books because it gives you access to new species new monsters new yeah. items you know possibly a, a, an adventure that's been written so you know you don't have to make up your own like it's worth it right and they they range anywhere from like 10 bucks to to 30 to 40 dollars for some of these big collections which i'm like i'm happy to pay that you know yeah. But if they were coming out with something every goddamn week, I'd just be like, I, this is too much, man. Like, right. stop, like pull back. Well, it's also too much just, I mean, you're a fan of this property, but unless you're obsessive, obsessive compulsive over this, then there is no way that you're going to be able to, like, you're going to get left behind. It's not only a monetary yeah. thing, you're going to get left behind in your own game. That's actually a good point because with Dungeons & Dragons, there's not a huge advantage if I buy the source book, right? I just have access to more content. It's more or less right. like, do you want to have like more diversified fun because we can do this thing? Whereas with this, it's like, do you want to have these new cards that could potentially play into a, a much more interesting or powerful strategy or the meta, as they call it? You know, do right. you have the cards that allow you to be the most competitive? Well, you got to pay for it. You know, it's just right. like loot boxes in uh, in video games. You know, right. trying to unlock that stuff through random. You know, it's it's it's, it's slot machines, but for card games. Yeah. And it's it's a very short term. Going back to the the Hasbro business model, like it, nothing wrong with them trying to make money, but you got to look at it from a, a, and and this is nothing that they don't know. Which is mm -hmm. it's business one on one. You look at it long term. Like right now, they're doing. It looks like almost like when you short a stock, right? You're doing mm -hmm. a short term play to make as much money as possible. You tank this thing, and it goes under. Like it, it doesn't. It it looks like they're doing it on purpose to do a real quick cash grab. Almost like they don't want to deal with this anymore, so they're going to keep. They're going to do this, make a lot of money in the in the in, in the real quick, and then maybe drive people away from it so they can sunset the game. I don't know. Like it, it just it's weird because you're not thinking long term with this. I want to take a moment and acknowledge you, Justin. That was a great great use of the word shorting the stock. I'm proud of you. You Thank used that you. correctly. You did a really good job. I was nervous about halfway through. I'm like, if I'm doing this wrong, Doug's going to call me on it. So. Yeah, I mean, that'd be pretty awful if they're like, we're going to, you know, because according to this article, their stock has dropped five and a, you know, almost five and a half percent, you know, yeah. from from this sort of stuff. Their performance hasn't been good, yeah. you know, so for the idea of like, I oh, will drive it down, you know, and then, you know, if they want to try and do something to then bring it back up or whatever, you know, whatever. Regardless, yeah, they're, they're essentially Bank of America's like, yo, this is shitty. And that's saying right. something from a founding father. That's pretty, that means something, <laughs> right. you know. Because they did what? They performed like an audit on it or they did some yeah. sort of a uh, just the, uh, a research report? Yeah. They did a and midterm report on it? Yeah. And it's a uh, final. It's not good. Class. That's right. They had to do it. Because Dr. Stevens says, do you want to pass this class? Well, you got two ways to do this. You either do this report or these balls aren't going to lick themselves, you know? <laughs> That's right. We all went to college. We, we all know what you have to do to get a C, you know? Hey, how's my grade looking? We're showing some signs of being fucking wet. That's an A-plus right there. Come on over. Come on over. I know I've told this story before, but I just got to tell it again in this context. Um, I'm very worried with what's going to happen. You know, I had a professor who told me a story of another professor who had a student who, had a student who was uh, just not doing well. And she came into his office and just was basically was like, I'm not doing well. He's like, yeah, I know. You have to work hard. She goes, listen, I don't think I'm going to be able to pass this class. He's like, all right, I don't tell you. She goes, I will do anything, anything for a C. 
And he was like, in his mind, he's like, only a C? Like, only a C. He's <laughs> like, oh. come on, set yourself higher than that. Aim higher. Yeah. Like, what are you? First off, don't do this. Yeah. Second, aim higher. Yeah, come on. Like, this is oh. why you're in this situation to begin with. Like, you're not putting in the effort that you deserve. <laughs> you don't understand this class. You don't understand how this works. Oh, man. That is gross and wildly uncomfortable i can't even yeah. imagine being in that position that right. professor, like please leave my office yeah get out of here please no leave. and as she leaves it's like only a c come on let me see i've taught better than that you're better than that gross oh so uh any magic the gathering fans out there i love would love we'd love to hear yes. your thoughts on this on this story you know, um, how do you feel if you're an avid gamer or, or fan of this this uh, franchise? How are you feeling about everything? What's your outlook moving forward? And more importantly, why do you like deck building games? You weirdo. Let's really get down to the Let's get down to it. potatoes of this. Yeah. Deck building. Why? Yeah, right. Also, do you put gravy on your potatoes or do you put just butter? That's kind of tell us. Tell us. Let us know. Yeah. Figure it out. Um. Uh, you know who doesn't put gravy or butter on his potatoes? Not that you know of. I'm sure he does it at least once a year. You know, probably once a year, but he does not slip like we do. Mm-mm. Mr. Chris, Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth, that guy. I saw a, a Instagram reel of him the other day where he was just at some fucking uh, hibachi grill, just yeah. catching food, and he just he goes, "It turned. We just came for dinner. And it turned into a party, and like." He just shows different things where so they kept throwing him stuff. He's like, um, he's like, give me more. He's, um, give me more. And it pops another one. He's like, um, and then like his kids and everyone's like the, the chefs are dancing. Like he's like, this just turned into a party. I'm like, that's amazing. You know, awesome. but as he's like catching me, he flexes. I'm like, God, your fucking muscles are huge. Still, right? you're not even yeah. in Thor shape. And you're just, I, you're just in like Chris Hemsworth shape. I'm just like, I love your app. You know, <laughs> I love your app. Chris. I love your app. I love. Uh, I, it's interesting to see how big uh, now that uh, Liam's taken over The Witcher, he's he's buffing himself out too. Oh man, that's gonna be a weird transition. Like I, yeah. I like Liam, um, but I really liked Henry Cavill as as yeah. uh, as The Witcher. He's so so good in it, and uh, I, don't know, I think it's that's. I'm willing to I'm willing to hear it out. I'm willing to see it. I'm willing to check it out. But I yeah. I'm like I don't know, man. That's gonna be a tough sell for me. Is there anything baked into the lore that would um, allow them to do this seamlessly? Like, I don't think like, so. Like, does the Witcher reincarnate into like, kind of like Doctor Who? They built in where the Doctor dies and then comes back in a new form, and that allowed them to go for seventy years or whatever mm-hmm. it is with multiple Doctors. Like, there's nothing built into the lore of the Witcher that allows them to. Do nah, this. people die. People so die horrible be deaths. Straight up, rip the bandaid off, and oh, we got a new person. Like, hey man, to be honest with you, this used to be the case all the time when we were growing up. New That's actors true. would pop in all the time. It just doesn't happen as much nowadays. Yeah, because true. there's so much. Like, there's just a shitload of money. Because it'd be one thing if it's like, if you're lucky, you can come back for the sequel. It's like, yeah, I don't want, I don't want to. Where it's like, oh, you could be attached for like this ridiculous nine movie franchise that could just basically make you for the rest of your career or whatever, you know, I think contractually they'd probably try to keep that stuff alive, but you know, it's still, it's still possible. It's just, I think it'll just be tough to see the transition and maybe it'll be seamless. I don't know, but I don't know. Henry Cavill, I think just nailed it. Absolutely. And there's a reason that Chris Hemsworth didn't take it. Liam Hemsworth is, is because Chris Hemsworth 
is apparently taking an acting break and maybe dramatic pause permanent break yeah yeah i mean this guy can certainly do it i mean i don't think he oh, uh he's fine yeah he's fine <laughs> he's, yeah he's doing just fine yeah but yeah, so that, you recommended this this show limitless yeah. and um yeah. and there's obviously a pretty big surprise in it tell tell ruin it for everybody yeah, absolutely. Um, so in episode, I can't remember if it was episode four or five, um, it was uh, you know, in going into this show where he tests the limit of human endurance and you know all this stuff, tries to figure out ways to live longer and healthier and better, um, he had to subject himself to uh, a bunch of tests going into it so they knew what his baseline everything was so that then they could move forward safely with all of these things that they were doing with him. And uh, in one of the, uh, the tests that came back, he had uh, increased levels of the APOE4 or APO4 gene, which uh, apparently leads to uh, increased risk of Alzheimer's. Now, his grandfather has it, and he's very close with him. He's t- he talked in the episode about, in an in interview since, um, how hard it is for him to watch someone who um, has built a life of memories to have those memories stolen from him. And he goes like, he spent his whole life collecting these memories and these are his, and now he doesn't have them anymore. And that really hit Chris in a very hard way. So apparently he's, it's, it's not a guarantee he's going to get it. He's just genetically more inclined to get it. And they said in the show, it's about an eight to 10% increased chance uh, with, with having this. And so that set him that sent a, that set him back in his chair a little bit, and he took it in. And uh, the episode was dedicated to mental health and how you can strengthen and build new, new neural pathways and clear out all the buildup that causes dementia, and Alzheimer's. Um, but because of this, he looked at it and goes, "What do I really want out of my life?" And he's like, "I want to spend more time with my kids and my wife." at my home and travel and experience and build these memories so that I can have them for as long as possible. Um, and I, and so he's like, Hey, I need to step back. I need to take a break. So I think he's wrapping up any, uh, obligations that he had. I think he was, I think he said in the, uh, in the episode that he's like pretty much all the projects that I had in the pipeline were coming to a close. And this seemed like a really perfect time to not take any new ones on. So, that's where he's at with that. That's sad to hear. You know, you never want to hear the the concept. And we've we've mentioned this before. The concept of just you know losing your mind, losing yeah. your concept of where you are, what you're doing. That's terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. Yeah. Um, I think the only thing I've had with that once is, and I mentioned this before, during a wrestling match, I bumped heads with someone, and then a second later, the match was over, and I won. And I'm like, I what? Right. They're like, yeah, you beat that. They had to stop the match because you beat them by so many points. Like, that's the thing that happens in wrestling. That I'm not just like, yeah, I was so, I won so hard. And you're like, there's too many. We have to stop this. I tore his arm off. This is an impossibility for him to recover from this lashing he's taking right now. We have to stop the match. It's just when you win by 15, they're like, well, okay, we're done here. We don't need to keep yeah. going. And that's, that's the, I did that twice in my high school career, and I don't remember the, that time because I apparently somehow you went into autopilot basically yeah basically my body went to autopilot and i was done i remember walking over to my coach and being like did i win they're like yeah they just raised your hand i'm like i don't remember anything that just happened <laughs> that's terrifying and that, and that was just a brief moment brief moment 
in time i remember talking to my dad my dad's like do you would you do you remember eating breakfast i was like i don't remember like i couldn't remember anything and it was terrifying yeah. you know just you you see different like i imagine the show moon Knight. you know where the character all of oh, a yeah. sudden just is like he's driving a car and everyone around him's dead like, what right. the fuck just happened just no clue right and the fear that must come from that the frustration the frustration that it causes other people as they have yeah. to constantly explain things to you and just how awful that has to be like the idea of you know i imagine myself being in a hospital or someplace and not recognizing jill or not recognizing yeah. natalie and being like who are you you know yeah. um, i was my yeah. so all four of my grandparents uh my my mom's dad and my dad's mom are both deceased they succumb to to dementia and everything that comes with that and now my mom's mom and my dad's dad are also uh in the memory care wards and 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 in the middle of it so i it's it coming coming from all sides in my family um all four grandparents but my dad's dad currently is that's we just over the holiday over thanksgiving got to go and spend a little bit of time with him and while we were there, he, he gets caught in these loops and it's just, at first it's heartbreaking and then you just have to find some levity in the situation because it turns into an Abbott and Costello routine, mm -hmm. who's on first, and then you move past that and it gets sad again. It's just the weirdest range of emotions that you that you find with this. But we would sit there and he would, and he goes, I'm just, I'm so happy you're all here you know, Mike, my son, you know, Pam, my, my aunt was there, Justin, and who's this? And he pointed to Beth and she's like, I'm Beth. And he goes, I'm Justin's wife. And I've met you before. And he, yes. Yeah. And he goes, when? And he goes, well, you know, at our wedding, you know, how long have you been married? 12 years, 12 years. Can you believe that? I'm just so happy you're all here because Mike, Pam and Justin, who are you again? Oh and my God! Literally went right back. It was like a, a flawless loop, and oh. that happened. I'm not lying, Doug. That happened for probably five full minutes before we were. We, and you try to let them naturally get out of it, and then eventually you just have to. My dad is an ace at handling this now, and he just yeah. threw. He's like, uh, I think there was a western movie they had, and he's like, Oh, Dad, this is the one with Dean Martin that you like, you know, and he's like. I don't like this. <laughs> you absolutely do. Growing up, this was your favorite. And he's like, I've never seen this before. He's like, okay, dad, you know, but that got, that broke the loop. And then That's they, hilarious. you know, other things. And, um, but then he'll get back into that loop again. Yeah. But watching that, I was just like, man, I can't imagine being stuck in, it's like being stuck in a time loop, you know, and you're just, you can't break out of it no matter what you try. And I <laughs> often wonder, my question is, is there any, shred of them left in there that that has an awareness of being trapped like as the body is saying this is there another little small sliver of his mind that's screaming like i can't get i can't stop this i can't Boy. get out or is, or is he just gone like i've thought about this so much because that's Ooh, terrifying that's an interesting question right Ooh, right yeah I don't be, know it's like it's like the people whose like bodies essentially like they become paralyzed and they can't talk, but their mind is perfectly yeah. fine, right? And they just have to use their eyes or whatever to to talk, and they're just like, right. I, right. Yeah. I'm in here, I'm fully right. functional, but I just can't physically move. It that like that 
to me is like I've got you know I got a fear I got fear of drowning I'm a little claustrophobic like I've I've definitely got those phobias that to me is like one of the ultimate because that that brings all of it together like you're kind of drowning in yourself and you're talk about claustrophobic you're in you know you're in this body and you can't do any like it's just such a man that's so terrifying to me yeah yeah that that sort of st- I know it's some, it, that's the worst part I think about getting older or one of the worst things is is just your body fails you know yeah. at some point I'm gonna struggle to go up and down the stairs and that's gonna suck yeah. you know right and because I'm gonna be the guy that's like does this place only have stairs and don't don't take me I don't want to be a burden <laughs> This place isn't for me. I didn't get there when I was young. Tough shit now, older Doug. You're not going now. Because I say this, like, I mean, when I see people going like, we're going to go to Machu Picchu, and they're like, I'm in a wheelchair. They're like, okay, we're still going. We're going to carry you up there. Part of me is like, no. Right. Mm-mm. Sorry. Not for me. Yeah. No. That's uh, that's not an adventure that I can partake in. Because, <laughs> And some people be like, hey. Don't shit on those people. I'm like, hey, listen, if that's what you're gonna do, that's what you, that's what you're gonna do for me. I'd be like, sorry, I missed my window. Like, right? It's that's what I'm saying. Like, it's not, it's not for you. That's not yeah. who you want to be. Yeah. Just not gonna. Just like, if I can't walk consistently, I'm not going to Disney World. Like, yeah, that, I'm, not, I, I'm not. I'm not gonna be in a scooter. Yeah. Like, just trying to navigate that shit. I just, I don't want to do it. I, it, I hate driving anyway. Let alone just being like. <laughs> navigating crowds sucks when you can maneuver at your own will let alone if you're in a goddamn like just imagine staying for the fucking fireworks and trying to get out of the park on a goddamn scooter like that getting out of the park fully functional with my child on my shoulders was bad enough let alone if i kind of like i can't see you know just yeah it's it's just that whole thing stresses me the fuck out and i'm like absolutely man yeah hard pass i don't want to be here anymore you know i just yeah. give up on that sort of stuff so yeah that that is that's brutal yeah what's interesting is again i i strongly recommend people watch the show because it's it's a good like and like i said the the stunts is what gets you through the episode like that's the big thing to look forward to but it's all the in-between stuff that leads up to it is is the really fascinating stuff and there's a there's a bunch of stuff that they went over that i really would like to start implementing into my day-to-day life and just, you know, any any step I can take, very much kind of what he what he uh, came to, his final, like, realization, any, any small thing I can do, no matter how little of a difference it makes, I'm going to do it because that's one, one step closer to, to, to grabbing on, holding on a little bit longer, you know, and not succumbing to, not succumbing to your, an inability to walk up the stairs or not succumbing to memory loss or not succumbing to, you know, at some point it comes, you know, things come for all of us, but if there's something you can do to push that off for a little bit longer, I I'm into it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, I don't wish that on anybody. I, I, I want everyone to be able to enjoy their lives. And, and ideally I'd rather not, I'd rather not be able to like in my old age, like be confined to a wheelchair than to not, than to lose my mind. Like I, You'd I, rather I'd rather have my full functions functionality right. of my brain than than my body because at least yes. with my brain the way the technology is going and stuff like that there there's so many ways that I can still engage communicate make the best jokes in the world you know things like that if my mind is going I, I just 
while I wouldn't know in the moment, if I did find moments of clarity, I would know how much hell I would have put, have put people through. Just the, yeah. the annoyance, the, uh, the uncomfortable elements, the sadness, yeah. just the frustration, just because yeah. I would get in those it's, loops. It's and easy, man. Yeah. I know I would be putting people through that and yeah. they would be doing their best, but I would expect any frustration to be warranted and I would feel awful. And I would probably just be like, fucking fill me up with drugs and send me out to see and light that boat on fire, baby, because I don't want to be here anymore. If, if I'm yeah. going to be that much of a burden, get me the fuck out of here. Like, yeah, my dad, my dad keeps saying he's going to, if the moment that he finds, uh, you know, the, 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 the moment that he, the, the moment that he shows the first sign, you know, he goes, I'm driving myself out to the forest. I'm going to start walking and you'll never see me again yeah. because I'm not putting anyone through this, you know? Yeah, Having gone it's... through with both of his parents, he, you know, and, and my mom conversely with both of her parents, you know, it's, uh, they're, they both are saying like just how desperately they don't want to be a burden on anyone else. And I'm like, I, I mean, I like, I'm here for it if, if it happens, but, uh, I, I understand that sentiment fully. That's tough, man. I, and as we knock on 40, Yep. As 40 knocks on our door, we cross into that threshold to the latter part of our lives. Like, that's a very real possibility that I don't know if I still kind of live in the mindset that I'll be fully capable to do whatever I want to do whenever I want to do it. You know, right. I've got aches and pains now, but I'm like, yeah, there's going to be a, there's going to come a time where something, something happens where I yeah. can't do what I, what I, what I, you know, I, I do agree with that. I do think that there is a big, and I, I haven't, I didn't think this way until probably in the last like three to five years, I started shifting my mentality on this. I do think that there is, um, there's a lot to what you give your mental, like there's a lot of mentality that plays into it. Like, hmm. I think, like, there is a lot of, obviously, there's physical stuff and there's mental stuff that you can't, that, that is just going to happen when it happens. And it happens to everybody. But the people that I've seen that are in older age that are still kicking ass and taking names, like, my father-in-law is 80, 81, and he's still running around a, 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 a basketball gym. You know, if he's not coaching, he's roughing. If he's not roughing, he's working the score table. If he's not doing that, then he's driving up here. If he's not driving up here, he's going out to play golf if he's not going out to play. Like, he doesn't stop. If he's not doing that, and he's going down to Disney World to hang out for a few days. You know? Exactly. Yeah, just do what he wants to. Yeah. But I think, like, I, I look at, I've, I watch people like that who are, are you know, a, a little older and who are still kicking. And then I look at the people who are around the same age and uh, are, are not, and they're just kind of sick, like, oh, I'm, or even the people who are 20 years younger than him and are just like, Oh, I'm getting old. Oh, my back. Oh, my. Uh, and it's it. It's all these like I, they're mentally putting themselves into old age. Whereas my father-in-law is like, I'm going. I'm just going to go until I can't go anymore. And I do think that. And I'm not saying this is. A, I want to be very clear to the the people who are ready in the comment section. This is not a blanket statement. Things happen that are out of your control. But I do think that there is uh, a mentality that you can put forth. You know, do you subscribe to old age or do you subscribe to I'm just going to kind of keep going until my body stops going? Unsubscribe. 
I don't know what that means, but yes. <laughs> yes, if I was gonna, uh, I was gonna subscribe to old age. I was like, oh, no, unsubscribe. No, no. no, I'm saying, yeah, I don't think you, I, you know, I don't think people, you know, I, I think that there is a mentality element to it. You know what I mean? I beat old age. I'm not saying that. Yeah, just like just you can't beat cancer with fucking eating peppers. All right, like that's just not how you, you can do it. Yes, but there is there is a mentality and a will that yes. goes into it. Just like there's a mentality and a will to be healthy. Right, like exactly. yeah. I think your your father in law being active is huge. He's not yes. only engaging his body, keeping his body healthy. He's also engaging his mind. He's doing right. stuff that requires mental agility, mental fortitude, and right. he's keeping himself active. I think that's the biggest thing, and I hundred percent agree with you. I mean, the idea of me trying to get fit by forty is the idea that's going to catapult me into. The rest of my life with this lifestyle, yes. the idea that I'm going to turn this shit around and I'm going to do my best to be as healthy as possible so that I can stay active, so that I can stay strong, so that my body doesn't, because if you don't use it, you lose it. Your body will break down, it will decay, and if yes. you don't stay active, that has, there's countless studies that I'm not even going to reference because they it's 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 out there, guys, look it up yourself. I don't know, what they, but you hear it consistently, <laughs> like, there's a reason why they say, be active. Get yes. up, walk, do something, be active, keep your body moving because it needs that to stay healthy. As a guy who sat on his ass for many years, you know, after being active, I can tell you my body didn't feel great, didn't yeah. feel good. I mean, I, I, the worst part was like bending over to tie my shoes. I got out of breath because like my belly was like shooting up into my stomach and I was like <gasps> right. I was like oh god it's hard to breathe while I'm bending over to tie my yeah, shoes yeah I was like what the fuck is wrong with me you know it's just my body's like yeah, we don't know what to do anymore this is so fucking fat like it was just today Natalie patted my belly she's like you got a fat belly I go untrue I used to I now have a I go feel this and I flexed and I was like hit me hard and she was like punching me I'm like that's a better belly you know, I was like, let's look at some pictures when you're younger. I was like, that was a that was yeah. a not so good belly. Doug's also like, also, don't be mean. I was like, also, feel these. Oh. Arr, arr. She does that now. She's like, Dad, feel my muscles. I'm like, yeah, keep working on them, girl. You could do it. Because that's the other thing, too, is I want to inspire her. I want to yeah. inspire her to be like, Dad's going to the gym. Like, that's the routine. It's like, Dad's got to go to the gym. Dad's got to go on a walk. And right. I want to show her that I'm like, I'm active. I'm staying healthy. I'm, I'm doing yeah. this stuff because I want to be active, you know? And I think that's what I'm talking about when I say like subscribing, not subscribing to the idea of old age is mm -hmm. that the people who are in their 60s and they're just like, well, I'm old now. And, and they resign themselves to acting like they're old. And they're so they won't take the stairs. They'll take the elevator because they're like, well, it's just so hard. Take the stairs. It, it'll get easy. Like, and I again, this is where I, I want to make the concession. I understand arthritis happens. People, everybody is different. But in general, if you subscribe to the idea of being old and you start to let yourself like ease into that and stop moving so much and stop doing things, it's going to have an adverse effect on you. Justin's not telling you to go out and start powerlifting when you turn 60. Bingo. I'm not, He's not saying, saying that. <laughs> He's saying, obviously, if you have some physical incapabilities, then you have to take the elevator. You have to take the elevator. That's fine. But the idea of if you could take the stairs, you can, right. but you choose not to. Right. Because it's hard. Yeah. Maybe it's you challenge okay. yourself. Same thing. Get up and walk around for 10 minutes. Just 10 right. minutes. And then get used to that. Make it 15 minutes. 
Yeah. You get used to that and make it 20 minutes. And then before you know it, you're off and running. You're good to go. Not even not even literally running. You're just off and walking and you just you feel better. You're moving. Your right. body is yeah. yeah. Like that's that's that was what jump started me just eating better and walking and Bingo. just fucking lost the weight, baby. And now it's about just making sure my body's strong. So I'm with you. Chris Hemsworth, we love you, buddy. Yes. And we you know, know you, but we love you. We love you. And I am very happy that he has the means to basically step away and just enjoy time with his family. I catch his reels from time to time and with him and his family. I was like, God damn, yeah. uh, you guys look like you're just having so much fun. And I'm, yes. it makes me very happy for them to be enjoying that time together. So they do look like they have a very fun little family unit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's really good. Um, we're going to burn through this real quick here. You got the questions. We got the answers. All you do is ask. Practical. 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 Ask. Practical. Doug. Oh. So if you've never been here before, ask Practical Doug. Practical Doug is a tiny Doug that lives inside a big Doug and helps guide big Doug in all of life's uh, journeys and through life's quagmires, if you will. Uh, if you want to ask Practical Doug a question, you can join us live Tuesdays, 7 o'clock Central. And you can ask in the YouTube chat. Uh, you can join our Discord. And there is a dedicated channel for Ask Practical Doug. Or any social media, uh, you know, uh, post a message to us and hashtag Ask Practical Doug on there. At MindGapPodcast. And uh, you'll get, you might get your question answered. Today's question was... Can I, may I interject... Oh, please. May I? I? I found something randomly today, and it popped in my head. Sure. And if you don't mind, I would love to share it for this segment. Is this going to be the practical This would segment? be the practical Doug Let's segment. Do it. Is yeah. that okay? Absolutely. It's, a, it's an am I the asshole? And this one really uh, caught my yes. eye. Yes. It says, am yes. I the ass asshole for quote unquote ruining the rice that my boyfriend cooks cooks with by consolidating the multiple bags of rice which he claims are different into a single container. So here's how it goes. All right, lay it on me. I, a 26 female, moved in with my boyfriend, 23 male, earlier this year. He's kind of disorganized, so I tend to have to tidy things up a lot. He often complains that I, quote-unquote, misplace his things, but it's really just his lack of organization more than anything. He keeps telling me to stop moving his things around, but we live here together, so I don't see why I should stop doing that. Anyway... He happens to be the one who does most of the cooking, and I'd say he's pretty good at it. One thing that he do that does bother me is that he keeps multiple huge bags of rice in the kitchen, which he claims are different types of rice. But I looked at them, and they're all just the same white rice. I told him that he should put it in a proper container, but he insists that it's just fine the way it is. But the thing is, I don't think it's fine the way it is. <laughs> So yesterday, I decided to consolidate all of the rice by getting a huge tub to put all of the rice in. I dumped all three bags in there and put it in the pantry. When I texted my boyfriend and told him where I put the rice, he completely freaked out and said that I was, that I quote unquote ruined the rice. He texted me that I can't mix basmati rice with jasmine rice, but it's all just white rice. I don't see how it's any less edible. When he came home, he just started yelling at me and I was really hurtful because I was doing him a favor. Am I the asshole here? Now look, I'm no rice expert, okay? But I too do most of the cooking. And literally this just happened to me last week. I was going to make a dish with rice 
and it needed it asked for basmati rice and I didn't have as much as I needed. So I went to the store and I found brown basmati rice, which is what I wanted. I just had white. I was like, sweet, I've been looking for this. I got it. And I went back home and I was about to combine them and I was like, wait. These are different. Very different things. Like, now brown rice and white rice, significantly different. Brown rice takes exponentially longer to cook. And I knew if I mixed these, it would be a disaster. And I was like, That's don't do this. Right. Don't do this. But there is a difference between basmati rice and jasmine rice and things like that. The way in which it cooks and right. things like that. There's short grain rice. There's long grain rice. Um, so is there a huge difference? I'm not an expert on that to I'm know that. It up right now, and it doesn't seem like there's a massive difference, but there is a there's a greater than zero difference. Yes, Kids, there is. Yeah, like there is a difference. They come from two different areas. Uh, one does cook different than the other. One is softer, plumper, and a bit more moist, and one has a firmer and drier character to it. Yes, and I don't so know how that affects the cook time either. Like you yeah. know, as far as because if you have well, all that stuff together, boiled, one should be steamed. It said too. Huge difference there because if they're all mixed together, that's a big, big, big difference. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that so that was, I think. Ooh, ooh. Was her heart in the right place? Kind of. But it was still what she wanted to do. The line that says, "He insists that's just fine the way it is." But the thing is, I don't think it's fine the way it is. And then she took it upon herself, right, to do what she wanted to do because it was bothering her. That's not okay. And as someone who is, you, you've been married for a while, I've been married for a while, this kind of stuff, it's an early relationship thing, you know? Yeah. It's, it's a, hey, this doesn't bother me. Yeah, this really bothers me. You got to find a way to compromise around it. Um, yeah. I, when Jill and I first moved to Chicago, we didn't have a dishwasher. And so we like, we would you know, like make dinner and stuff and then dishes would just sit in the sink and then we realized we couldn't do that because we didn't have anywhere else to put it and the sink would get filled up. So we had to wash dishes like crazy. And it's gotten to the point now where I cannot stand dishes in the sink, just sitting there. I can't. Yeah. Absolutely can't. And especially when we have a dishwasher, I'm like, get that shit in the dishwasher. Like, right. That's because I actually will wa hand wash everything that I use and put it back because practical Doug's like, well, we just reuse it again. Like, don't need to put it in the dishwasher, you know, We're save here. a wash, yeah, exactly. you know? So things of that nature. And also, he does most of the cooking. So that's not your realm. Stay out of that realm. All right? Or if it is your, or if, or if it's something that does bother you. Because the kitchen, if he does most of the cooking, that's fine. But I mean, mm -hmm. the kitchen is, ever, like, True. It's, the, it's the apartment. Everyone should be able to go in. And it, she, she didn't say that he does all. She said she does most, right? He says, so, uh, he happens to be the one who does most of the cooking. Right. So... Either way, I would say if it does bother you, then what this what this uh, necessitates is a conversation. A hundred percent, a crucial this conversation. A crucial conversation. Say, hey, look, this rice bothers the ever loving fuck out of me for whatever mm -hmm. reason. Yeah, I don't like this. You know, is there something? Can I buy you three stackable containers instead of just having open bags down there? Right. Can we? There's three rices. There's basmati and jasmine. 
are two bags one of the, one of the same? Can I put both of those into like? Mm-hmm. Let's talk. Let's work. Come with a solution. I like what you're doing. You're coming to the table with solutions. You're like instead of just saying I don't like this, it bothers me. You're like I don't like this. This bothers me. So how can we consolidate this? How can we make this better? Jill has done that to me so many times because I will let stuff go, and she's like, "Listen, having stuff everywhere drives me crazy." I want to fix this. And one day she did that. She put a bunch of shit in these baskets and put them on top of the fridge. And I was like, I don't like that at all. I was like, that's not accessible at all to you. You're tiny. How did you even get those up there? Like, I go, I've got, I can't even see into those. I was like, I have to pull those down. I was like, this is, this is not, but but we worked it out. We figured it out. I was like, I get it. Having a bunch of shit on the countertops, taking up space, it's not great. It it, it, it clutters the mind. It, I totally get it. So I totally empathize with her on that. But you're absolutely right. Just doing it, not asking questions, not seeking to understand. Like, hey, I can just combine all this stuff, right? And then after the fact, okay, if if what she, if his perspective is true and he just like railed on her, like when, yes. when she got home, which seems like it, they're young, seems like a very possible thing that could have happened. That's not cool. But also, she did this without asking, without having the conversation. And God knows how much rice there is. Hopefully, it wasn't. She says a tub. I mean, uh, well, how expensive are three bags of rice? Because this is my other side of it, is what you touched on just there. I'm like, at the same time, while she should have probably had the conversation, I would say to the guy, hey, dude, it's fucking rice. Well, are we Relax. talking three Costco sized bags of rice? Like, what are we talking here? I was just thinking, like, what, like three, five-pound bags She goes, I decided to consolidate all the rice by getting a huge tub to put all the rice in. I dumped all three bags in there and put it in the pantry. So I don't know what a huge tub is, but... 20 bucks for a... What what is this? A 240-ounce, 10-pound bag of rice off Amazon is 11 bucks. Mm -hmm. It's not much, but I would be annoyed if, like, I maybe I had plans... Because I plan out my week, you know, for like cooking and stuff. And then all of a sudden I'm like, you just, you just took all of that. And now I have to go, I have to go to the store now and buy the guy. I have to buy more rice because you just dumped them all together. I can't use this. And now you bought this tub that we don't need because you just, you just, you re- I, all, here's the thing. You can all, and this is coming from an ex container. Don't you dare. Employee, don't you dare. Justin. I don't you dare. Take things. take your corporate you, bullshit you out the door. Always use more containers. And that is not true. That is absolutely that true. That's bullshit. That is abso- that's a pro level move right there. Use the promo code Big Tub uh, at checkout to get your container from the container store today. Big Tub. <laughs> Big Tub. Also, my nickname in college. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Final verdict. I, I have to say, I she was, is the asshole. Yes, she is the asshole with, and I will say for me, she's the asshole with the caveat that depending on how, like, he flew off the, what, what did she say? Did she, he flew off the rails? Uh, he said it's, uh, he just started yelling at me <laughs> when he came home. <laughs> Sorry, so I, I don't know why say, that made me laugh. He's, he just started yelling at me. <laughs> he shouldn't have done that, but hey, buddy, at the end of the day, it's fucking rice. Yeah. If that's going to set you off, you might need to do a little bit, a, a deeper di- dive into what's going on. To quote someone I recently talked to, it's not just about the rice, Justin. It's more than about the free. It's more than the freaking rice. Okay, it's it's there's there's much more to that. <laughs> amen, brother. Amen. Amen, amen brother. 
<laughs> and that has been Practical Talk. <laughs> All right, Justin, what do you got to recommend this week? Inside jokes are fun. Yes, they um, are. We, I'm going to recommend, I think this was recommended a few weeks ago, and I don't remember who recommended it. Might have been Tim Sosko. I don't remember, but it's the Fly on the Wall podcast with Dana Carvey and David Spade. Um, basically, it's Dana Carvey, David Spade, have a guest each week, and they talk about SNL stuff. They share stories. They talk about show business stuff and a little bit about the guest's life, but they really, most people that they talk to um, revolve around that SNL uh, kind of sphere, sphere rather. Um, and uh, some of the stories are great. So I've listened to the Chris Rock episode, the John Mulaney episode, the Bill Hader episode. Nice. The episode. They've got one that I'm saving. It's it's a two-parter. It's the Lauren Michael episode. They mm. got somehow got him to sit down and talk. Jesus Christ. Some of these stories are just fucking great. And listening to them talk about behind the scenes, the process. A lot of people have heard about the process, but they've heard, I think everyone who's been on the cast has kind of a stock watered down. Here's the process for all the press that wants to know. They really get into some of the like weird peccadillos that people have during the week. And it's just, it's fascinating. So yeah. um, I understand that the two personalities might not be for everybody. Uh, but if, if, I would say give it a shot. It is a very interesting, a very interesting listen. And the best part is one of these podcasts where you can just scroll through, find a name that interests you, and pick it. I like those podcasts. Zero that references, you know, uh, previous or future. Like each episode can is contained in its own a little little habitat, which is wonderful. That's so cool. Yeah, that's really cool. So called Fly on the Wall. Um, Fly on the Wall with Dana Carvey and David Spade. That's Doug, awesome. what do you got? Uh, I'm also going to recommend a podcast that I checked out this week. It's called Work Appropriate. It's from the Crooked yeah. Media um, collection of podcasts, and it's hosted by author Anne Helen Peterson. And she has a fascinating story in that um, she was a journalist for BuzzFeed and essentially got burnt the fuck out and didn't really understand why she was getting burnt out. And she wrote like uh, an article that went viral about millennial burnout, ended up writing a book and she started realizing and sort of analyzing work culture and why we think that we need to put in all this work and all this effort into what end just to get burnt out. And so she actually created a podcast where she has get different guests on every week. They take fan submitted uh, questions about their workplace and they sort of like break it down and I've never been so just enamored with um, the idea of analyzing work culture and how to handle certain situations and whatever. I was, I thought it was awesome. It was amazing. It was such a fun, great podcast that is not typically in my bailiwick. I usually like fun, silly stuff, although I do like some of the more serious nonfiction stuff. But this was really, really good. I, it's, a, yeah. it's a relatively new podcast. And so I just say, I ch come check it out. If, you, if you've ever worked... In corporate America, you will identify with yeah. this stuff. You will identify oh. with the the questions that people ask. You know, one of them was example. about. Oh yeah, give me an example. One of them was like, I keep getting this swag from my company, and it feels like they're trying to bribe me with 
swag or what do I do with all this swag? I feel I don't want it and I feel guilty giving it away, donating it because then some asshole's going to have to wear some sweatpants with the logo of my company on it. Like what do I need to do with it? And they just told a great story about how like BuzzFeed like just right right before they got purchased or whatever, before they were expanding, they got everyone the Apple iWatch and it truly felt like a bribe to keep people there. You know, and just the how it feels. And it got me thinking about how some of the places I used to work at, they would offer pizza parties when the morale was so low that that was actually detrimental because people were like, I am struggling. I need help. I need more pay. You're offering me two slices of pizza. You're walking around with a goddamn ice cream cone for ice cream Fridays. It's like, get the fuck out of here. Like, I want more. And they're like, we're just trying to be nice. It's like, I don't want this. I want something different. And that was like... That was like pre pre pandemic sort of stuff, and so like hearing these stories, I'm like, oh yeah, I can identify with that. I understand that perfectly. So if you've ever worked in corporate America, or really had any sort of work experience, and you know you want to tap into this and hear what other people are asking, it's it's a wonderful wonderful podcast. Highly recommend it. It's called Work Appropriate. You can find it wherever you find your podcast. It's associated with Crooked Media, which is one of my favorite uh, media um, organizations right now. So. Check that out. Pew. Also, check us out on all social media at MindGap Podcast. Check out our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Podcast. Like and subscribe. Help us get up those numbers. Uh, and then, uh, you know, just be kind. You know, leave a comment. Tell us what you thought about something. You know, tell your friends. You know, right here. We live stream on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Central for the podcast. And I live stream... On Fridays and or Saturdays, um, depending on my schedule right now. It's a little in flux, but it'll be this Friday, 8 p.m. Central, Overwatch 2. See you there. Also, see Justin online as well. That's right. On Instagram, at Justin underscore Michael, spelled M-I-K-E-L. It's the fun way of spelling it. And while you're in the online realm, check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, GoodPod, all the places where you can find and consume quality podcasts. You'll be able to find and consume us. And we ask you to do all the things, sharing, rating, reviewing, uh, subscribing, just let people know we're here and, you know, maybe say a kind word about us. And then 2EastEighth.com uh, and 2EastEighth on all social medias, as well as LoveAndImprovFilm.com and Love and Improv Film on Twitter, on Instagram. <laughs> on Twitter, on Instagram. You heard it here. Yeah. Well, this was a fun conversation as always. Uh, and I just want to say out there to all y'all listening thank you for listening thank you for interacting thank you for uh sharing us around greatly appreciate it and uh we'll see y'all soon so with that i'll say justin thank you douglas thank you chat thank you listeners thank you and you all have a dandy fucking week mind gap podcast